was one of the biggest takeaways from training and working with, you know, the Spurs for that long, like people that are listening to this now, you know, Tim Duncan and the Admiral, like what, what were some of the things that you learned with them? That if you could get them to understand what they're doing, what you want them to do, they'll do it. But if you can play to what they really like, they'll do anything. So you do that. For me, it was, uh, and I don't know where I came from this. I had a group. We were doing some warm-ups. So I was doing some, uh, like, you know, big med, ball, big med ball, you know, circles and stuff like that. We were just kind of warming them up on the floor. So I wanted to do some slams. So, But I wanted them to be as big in the circle as they can and come around. Not that my tight ass just was. But uh, I was talking, and, you know, they kind of half-assed it. I'm like, listen, um, David. I was talking to big David. We call him Five O. That was his number. That was his nickname. It's like, yo, Five O. said, as a, if you get long on this pattern, you get really long on this, you get stretched out and across your core, and you really slam that down, do you know what this will do for your golf game? And he looks at me like, talk to me more, young fella. I'm like, well, first <laughs> off, I'm like 10 years older than you, so I appreciate being called young. But So I started going through like the flexibility, the mobility. Don't know where I came. I said, you know, when you got that club head back, you're really tight back there. And when you start accelerating, you're accelerating with your arms, not your hips. So that club head's turning just a little bit, and you're slicing that ball all over the place. And Terry Porter was like, oh, God, that's how he plays. They were going back and forth. So the next group was supposed to rotate through to my little, my little area. They look at the guys and some young ones are like, no, no, no. Danny Ferry, come on over here. Steve, come on over here. Young fellas, you guys go over there. We're, we're doing golf fitness now. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, you know, but you know, Steve, you got what you wanted out of I got what I wanted and they got what they needed, but like Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr played at Arizona under Meg Ritchie Stone. So he, so, so did Sean Elliott. So they knew how to do the Olympic lifts very well. Steve Kerr played under Al Vermeil at the Bulls. Steve knew how to do the Olympic lifts very well. Steve was in his, I don't know what year, you know, 10, 12 years in the league. When, I, when, he, when he was with the Spurs in 99, he's at least 10 years in the league because my friend Dan Burke was his uh, assistant strength coach um, at Arizona. He didn't want to do the Olympic lifts anymore. Okay, we'll do some scoop tosses. We'll do this. We'll do that. You don't need to do them, but you need to be strong because that's what you're going to start losing. You're going to lose that, so you need to be strong, and we need a little bit of jumps, but not maximal jumps. He's like, oh, no, I'm like, no, maximal jumps put too much stress on that Achilles tendon. That's already beat up. Beat so, up. oh, there you go. So, oh, there you go. So, you know, so, you know I don't want to beat up on that. You know, so you I'm going to do things that are, things that are effective. That are, that are effective. It's the same thing for, same like, the for bigs. like, the bigs. I like standing long jumps, but I'm not oh, going to. Uh, right. I but that. I don't want my big guys to land all the time. So everybody, oh, jump up the hill. Nah, screw that. They're still landing. So I watched C.J. Hunter at, before, he, uh, before the 96 Olympics, and C.J. was huge. I mean, he's a big, he's a big boy. He's a big shot putter. He would do standing long jumps, and he would land on a tire. So he could explode, and he landed on the tire so he didn't have to, you know, take that impact to hit. And watch Ryan Krauser now. Would Ryan Krauser does. now instead then? Yeah, but if you do it to a box, you got a smaller surface. You got a you got a big old power. You got a big old you know offensive lineman um, prop thrower. 
their hips and ass are a little bit bigger than that box. They're not going to get their feet that close. In the middle of the, t- in the tire. Don't land in it. <laughs> land on the tire. <laughs> the nice thing is, is you can explode up, and then if you know, you'll hit it. If if you do, you'll just walk across it. So I started doing that. But when we were in New Orleans and, a, and the COVID hit, I took the guys out to the track. There's a really nice track in the middle of the city park. Cops didn't bother us. Nobody bothered us. We'd be out there. And they had the old long, the uh, old uh, pole vault pit up. Oh, like, nice. hmm, pole vault pit, runway. Hey, come on, guys. Let's go over here. Make them run that 30-meter sprint. And they dove into the, uh, the pit. So the first, first, you know, first eight or ten jumps, they were kind of like jumping and trying to figure it out. I'm like, get creative. You don't have to just dive into it. Uh, the next, I think they did 30 jumps that day. The next, the next 20 jumps, these guys were like Heisman Trophy poses, trying to flip, trying to roll, trying to do all this other stuff. And the coaches came out there one day, and we were doing that. So that's what we did. And go back to the same thing. That's what we did on Fridays, you know, when we were locked down. Um, and the coach was like, what, what is this stupid shit? I'm like, well, just watch them. And they watch them go, and, and they kind of looked. I'm like, they're getting explosive, and they're having fun. You know, they're having a great time doing this. means they're going to put more effort into it. Yes. I, I played to their competitive spirit yes. because now I had guys trying to jump over the damn pole vault pit. You know, I had guys that wanted to get to the edge or they wanted to try to get high. They were two of them running down there, seeing if they could cross each other. I just turned my head and not, you know, not look. <laughs> but they were, having a good, they were having a good time doing it. And you know if you have a good time doing it, you're going to do it harder. Oh, 100%. Right? So, and then, you know, after that, we were doing 400s and 200s, so I was going to destroy you anyway. So you weren't going to walk right for two days when I got done. So, you know, I was going to make sure they had, you know, they had a good time doing it. But like I said, you, you got to have fun doing it. I mean. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. If I didn't have fun doing what I do, lifting heavy, picking up stones, that kind of. I wouldn't do it. You know, if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do the damn stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to get them outside their comfort zone, outside of what they do. They like to play basketball, rugby, football, weight training. There's that, there's not that many that are, that like it as much as we think they do. hundred percent agreed. And how do you handle that fun with, you know, still getting work done. Cause if any of our listeners are right now, like, okay, well I, I want to have fun with them, but like I also got a coach breathing down my neck. How do you, how do you handle that duality? Hmm. I think that's a, uh, that's your own. Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, that's kind of a, that's a, kind of a good question. A good thing to think about. Um, I get them to buy. I, I've always been lucky that I could get them to buy in and to, to what I want them to do. And the coach or the player? The players. Coaches, for the most part, they're, they're kind of hard. Coach Pop is awesome, but like my old boss, Brungi, said, you know, he knows just enough to be dangerous. Ooh. So he would, you know, he'd throw, his, he'd throw his two cents in here or there. Other coaches, like Coach Egan, who was Pop's coach at Air Force Academy, great dude. 
So one day I was in charge of, because my boss was on uh, jury duty, you know, he gave me, he gave me the, the paper that he wanted done. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I ain't doing that. <laughs> so I got, you know, the speed ladders out, some cones, you know, some other stuff. And we were doing, you know, we were, we were working out and we were doing stuff. So Coach Egan comes in, he goes, oh man, that looks a lot like football. I'm like what? He goes, uh, you know, the cones and, and this and that. I'm like, oh, you're right. Son of a bitch, you're right. Oh my God. I started kicking the cones, picking up the speed ladder and throwing it. He's like, oh, oh, I'm like, no, no, no. Everybody on the line, let's just go ahead and backpedal really slow down the floor because that's what basketball does. And he just kind of looked at me. He's like, fuck you, fat ass. And he just walked off. But he kept pulling me aside. He goes, you know what? You're right. The, the, the sprints, the stuff like that, that's what they need to be doing. So he was good with that. Pop left, Pop left us alone for the most part. Um, I don't think that the guys that were the coaches in um, New Orleans really knew or cared about the weight room as much as some of the players did. And the, uh, the players, once they, once they started, they were really bought in. Once I got there, so they had somebody doing it first. Um, this guy, Bum, that owned the gym in New Orleans, West, uh, West Bank Athletic Club, phenomenal gym in New Orleans. Bum is a great dude. He was training them really hard and everything. And when I was getting ready to move there, Bum was like, you know, I need to concentrate on my gym. You know, as Ed can do the, the strength coach, you guys can hire him. Well, before I got there, I ripped my Achilles, so I was kind of sidelined for a little bit. And they had, um, they had one of the players do it, doing it. And he would just write some shit on a grease board, you know, the grease board coach, write it up there, different every day. And I come in and it's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So I start going through it. You know, back's got, you know, back's got this, uh, loose forwards have this, tight forwards have this. We start going through. I tell them why. Within two weeks, the backs begged me, not the forwards that I mostly work with, the backs, the fast guys, begged me for another day of work. Begged me to come out to the pitch to do more work with them out there. That's dope. And it was like, okay. They're like, oh, you're really good at this. I'm like, because I'm 280 pounds, you know, five foot, almost 10. That's the sport that picked me. It doesn't mean that's the only sport I know. At mm. UTSA, I worked with track and field. At Baylor, I worked with track and field at Baylor for a year and a half. That's one of the greatest track programs in the country, you know, under Clyde Hart. You know, Michael Johnson used to come in there and, and all the way from Dallas at least once a week to do his workouts with his coach Clyde Hart and Danny Brabham. So I... I know what I'm doing with that. I, I worked in the NBA. I was a thrower at first. The everybody Jones is on the uh, on the videos with uh, Werner Gunther, right? The yeah, videos. They go crazy. Okay, one of his old training partners was was Mike Throws coach at the club that I I, I threw for when I was stationed in Germany in the army. Oh, I've done all that. Yeah, I've done all the sprints. I've done all the jumps. I've done the heavy behind the neck push press. That's why the article on my uh, website was on the heavy behind the neck push press. I've yeah. done 455 pound behind the neck push press. Talk your shit. But so, yeah, it's like, so we do this and then they would watch and they watched me train once. And just like the Spurs players, when they saw me, of course, when I was in New Orleans, I'm, you know, almost 60 years old, got two blown Achilles, you know, you know, healing and everything else. So different. But when I was with the Spurs, they would see me 
I would duck off during, during, you know, when they were training when we were on the road or something, I'd duck off into the weight room if I knew the strength coach and get a good lift in. Like Cleveland, uh, Stan Keller was at Cleveland. He's a great guy. He had a great weight room. Dwight Dobb, who I knew through the NSCA when he was with the uh, Seattle, when he was Seattle, when they still had a team. When I had places like that that I could go, I would do that. But the players would see me and they would freak out at what I could do. Like, I even freaked, as great as he is, I freaked Tommy Moffat out. A couple of his strength coaches, I got a chance to lift in his weight room and watch him, you know, hitting power snatches with 110 kilos. He's like, you're a year out from bypass surgery. You got wire in your sternum, you're hitting 110 kilos? Like, yeah. Then go over there, squat, you know, squat 250 kilos and everything else. Like, that's just what I like to do. I, I have fun.